Logical Progression, Year 3, Chapter 12, Lesson 6. Okay, so, um, uh, yeah, a woman with abnormal uterine bleeding, so al-mustahada, al-mu'atada, okay, so now we're moving from al-mubtada'a to al-mu'atada, al-mu'atada meaning irregular, yeah, so a woman with abnormal uterine bleeding who has a regular menstrual cycle, even if the blood is distinguishable, sits for her regular period okay sits for her regular period so this is interesting because um, you would have thought that if she's able to uh, distinguish then then sure then surely that would be the surely that would be the uh, you know the um, you know the thing to work by or to go by so why is that okay um, so there's a woman, Imra'at, this is bottom of 490. There's a woman, She continuously bleeds for six days at the beginning of every month. And then suddenly, she is afflicted with istihada. This is why we shouldn't call our friend and uh, brother uh, Nazif. There's some people who keep calling him Nazif, yeah? Nazif means bleeding, alright? I don't want you to be saying that to my bro, yeah? Okay? That he's bleeding. Nazif, from Nizatha, cleanliness, purity. Nazif, with the, as he spells it, Nazif, yeah? Means bleeding. So she bled for six days normal, as she always does, you know, at the beginning of her cycle. Suddenly she just starts bleeding, yani, it just doesn't stop. It's on, it's going on, it's going on. What's happening here? So we say to her, every, every time that you, uh, every time that this happens, then just, you know, uh, sit for only six days. On the seventh day, you go back to normal, even though there's blood there, all right? Uh, as we said before in this class, okay, many times that whenever the mu'allif, whenever the author uses the word walaw, even, okay, this indicates a difference in the madhab. It indicates a difference amongst the scholars. He recognizes that it's a kind of contentious point I'm making when he uses the word walaw, okay? So even if she is able to distinguish, even if the blood is distinguishable, um, so, what does Sheikh Uthameen explained, i.e., if this woman, she had al-mu'tada, tajlis al-ada, walaw kanda muhammad tamayza, so she goes, there's a woman, he goes, he gives an example, right at the bottom, he goes, there's a normal woman, mu'tada, um, she normally menstruates at the beginning of the, shah, of the month, until the 10th, so she has 10 days, but on the 11th day, she sees some black, dump some dark blood for another six days okay um, on the 11th day okay on the 11th day she sees some black some dark blood for six days and then the rest are red so this is a woman who is able to distinguish because the colors are clearly distinguished but the position of the madhab 
is that she sticks to the regular cycle. She only remains at the regular cycle. Meaning that those 10 days is what she actually sits and the rest of the days, even this dark blood, what looks like menstrual blood, that 11 and that 12 and 13, 14, 15, 16, that's where it's going to go up to, isn't it? 10 plus 6 more days. She ignores that because the madhab says you stick to your regular cycle, even if you're able to distinguish the blood. Why did they say that? Because it doesn't make sense, right? Okay. Why did they say that? Because there is the hadith of... Um, Oh, the statement, uh, 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 the, uh, the statement of the Prophet ﷺ that he said to Habib, Umm Habiba bint Jahsh, okay, radiallahu anha, she said, he said to her, Umm Kuthi qadra ma kanat tahbasuki haydatuki. Okay, she came to her in a position of, she, he, she came to him asking, you know, I'm, I'm having istihada here, yeah, and it's all over the place, what's happening? What do I do? How, how long? What? And so the Prophet ﷺ said to her, yani sit, Yani meaning avoid, you know, take as the period, the length of time that your normal period keeps you sitting. Yeah? There's no mention of it's not a great, it's not, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a great translation. Of course, that's assumed by the hail. He goes, what, what keeps you sitting, your, what, what is what your hail normally is. I need to think about making a better translation. But yani literally uh, translated, yani uh, avoid... Uh, yani sit, in, sit at home the length of time that uh, your head used to yani, uh, do. So it's going back to her uh, regular regular period. This hadith has been narrated by a Muslim. Okay? And it is narrated on the authority of Aisha radiallahu anha. So what the Shaykh Atimin says is that the Prophet referred her back to what is normal. Okay? And it was possible that it and and what Sheikh Uthameen saying is that it was possible that in this incident, when it's not clear, but it is possible in this incident with the Prophet that she was actually able to distinguish the blood. It's not a it's not a it's not a necessity. We don't know for sure, but we certainly can't rule it out. Do you understand what I mean by that? Yeah, that when Um Habiba has asked this question, she didn't actually tell us that I can distinguish or not distinguish. Just because she doesn't say it does not mean that she couldn't distinguish. What we're focusing on is what the Prophet told her. The Prophet told her to go back to your norm period, okay, normal days, and didn't mention the thingy. So, and that's why the that's why Sheikh Hussein says, "Walam yastafsil an Nabi sallallahu this is how the scholar thinks, you see. He goes, the Prophet did not go into further detail and he did not even ask for further information. Yastafsil means he didn't ask for tafsil. And, and when the Prophet did not ask for further information, whilst there was the possibility that the blood could be distinguished, this therefore indicates ulima annaha this is a big statement. Okay? It therefore indicates that you always go back to the period to the uh, norm of days. You always go back to the norm of days. Do you understand that? That's a, an excellent bit of fiqh there. Okay? Once the Prophet ﷺ did not ask for an extra piece of information, and we know that it's quite possible for her to have been able to distinguish, then that shows that whether it's distinguishable or not, mutlaqan, absolutely in all cases, one goes back to the 
Norm time, normal time. Um, yes. So, so, so in this situation, are we saying someone has regular periods of, let's say, 10 days? Yes. And then she notices that one month... Um, something goes wrong, yeah. Something goes wrong. Yep. She, she says it definitely looks like menstrual blood. Yeah. But the Hanbari Madhava is saying she shouldn't regard Correct. it as Correct. Is this even if it is less than 15 days, or is it only if it's more than 15? It doesn't matter here because it's now building upon whatever it is. Okay. Why does it not matter if it's more than 15 days? She won't know at the time, will she? Excellent. And she won't know. When it starts to bleed, she won't know whether this is going to be 15 days. This is all about that moment when it goes over her norm 6th day, 7th day, or goes over her norm 10th day to the 11th day, or goes over her norm from the 12th to the 13th day. She has no idea how long it's going to last. The humblies are like, look, right? This hadith of the Prophet which is authentic, hardcore, it did not show the Prophet saying, make tamiz, rather go back. It's a very interesting statement because, as Shaykh Al-Tamiz says, and this is well known, Imam Shafi'i, and also a riwayah from Imam Ahmed himself, remember this is the madhab of the Hanbalis, okay? There's a narration from Imam Ahmed himself that they said that you must go back to tamiz. You must go back to distinguishing. I.e., i.e., on that 11th day, when you saw that hail, okay, you will carry on stopping from whatever you're stopping from. Yeah? And that 12th day, and that 13th day, because come on, man, you know what hail looks like, and that's hail. Does that make sense? It's like the common sense position that we thought it should be, okay? If we hadn't heard the hadith, sah? Yeah? So, what's their evidence? The evidence, first of all, is a very interesting hadith. I, I mentioned it yesterday. Um, this hadith um, has been narrated by Abu Dawood. Okay, we'll come to it in a second. The Prophet ﷺ said, In the dam al aswadu yu'araf. The blood of menstruation is dark, well recognized, well known. Well known. Why would he say that? He's saying it to make it clear that it's something that can be distinguished. When he goes into that kind of detail, He's trying to say, Yu'araf. Yani people, Yani, know it, understand it. Okay? Now, the problem, of course, is that uh, Okay, and just to carry on with the thing. And so therefore, upon so therefore, And yani, so how to, I want to try and uh, work out how to re- re- uh, best um, best express this point because it's a delicate point. He says, it's not a very good point to be honest. Anyway. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me just explain something. Um, basically, what he's trying to say is that this is something which it's not possible that people would, would, would extend or, or not know the, 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 the state of their uh, regular period, okay? And the Prophet ﷺ is also not aware, or not aware of it. And it's being it's being turned around and thrown around and whatever. It's not a very clear point. The point is is that uh, stick to the hadith, okay? The Prophet ﷺ has said that there is a way of distinguishing menstrual blood. So why would we have that piece of information? Obviously to use it, okay? Now I just want to talk about the hadith itself. 
This narration has been narrated by Abu Dawood, okay? And by Imam al Nasai, and by Imam Adar al Qutni, on the authority of Ibn, Ibn uh, Abi Adi, and Muhammad ibn Amr, and Ibn Shahab, and Urwa, and Aisha, bihi marfu'an. Imam Adar al Qutni said about this hadith that all of his narrators are trustworthy, and he therefore made it authentic, as did Ibn Hibban, as did Imam al Hakim. Imam Hakim, and he said that this is authentic according to the conditions of Imam Muslim, and Imam <coughs> Al-Zahabi agreed. Imam Al-Nawawi said about this hadith that it is authentic, sahih, and it has been narrated by Abu Dawud al-Nasai with uh, authentic chains. The Muhaqqiq says, and it is as they have said, even though it has two... Uh, sorry. Uh, sorry, I, I said and. Uh, the Muhaqqiq said, yes, that's what the scholar said. However, this hadith has two major hidden faults, fatal faults. It has not just an illa, it has illatain, qadihatain. Yani qadiha means like fatal, like killer, like a killer yani problem. All right? Uh, so, two problems. The first one is that. أَنَّهُ قَدْ اُخْتِلِفَ عَلَىٰ إِبْنِ عَدِيهِ فِي إِسْنَادِهِ فَحَدَّثَ بِهِ مَرَّةً كما تقدم من حفظه وحدث به أخرى من كتابه عن محمد بن عمر عن عروة عن فاطمة بنت أبي uh, okay and يعني first of all this first narrator is not considered to be very very reliable in fact Ibn Rajab al-Hanbali he said إن روايته عن عروة عن فاطمة أصح لأنها في كتابه كذلك وقد اختلف في سماع عروة عن فاطمة يعني it is not a very good um, it's not a very good uh, 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 When he narrates it through Urwa Then it's very good But when he narrates it through other people Then to be honest he mixes it up a bit And Abu Hatim al-Razi Who is hardcore when it comes to hadith He goes that Muhammad ibn Amr is not really considered uh, To be, you know One shouldn't really depend upon him In this kind of uh, riwayah He's rejected when it comes to hadith He is munkar Okay and Imam Nasai said exactly the same thing. Imam Nasai is also very good in this area. And he said that yeah, this narrator, Muhammad ibn Amr, is also not yeah, of the acceptable standard. Now, why is this important? First of all, you know that the hadith is not very authentic. The hadith is very potentially weak. Very potentially weak. Not yeah, killer weak, but you know, because a number of scholars said it's authentic. So it's one of those famous hadith that the scholars differed over, but it's fundamental because if the hadith is actually weak, all right, then it gives us the clean pathway to go for the norm. The, no, not the way around. Distinguishing, yeah. If this hadith is weak, then we go straight for distinguishing because this is the only thing which is holding us back, really. That we go, that we go back to the, um, uh, that we go back to yeah, that we should use tamiz. Anyway. Um, <coughs> And the, so I said there's two evidences, isn't it? Number one is the Prophet ﷺ has indicated that by a statement, that this is the Damun Aswad Yu'raf, yeah? And the second evidence is that, that this is a very clear, obvious sign. Yani, it is something, It is something which is very clear, very obvious, and very apparent to everyone. So why would you not use it? Why would you not use it? Sheikh Uthaymeen, after he has put these two positions forward, he says the strongest position is that you go back to the Adha. Okay? And uh, he goes, you go back to the Adha 
Completely. You are right, yeah. and I said you're wrong because I was thinking of the wrong hadith. Yeah. 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 Uh, ap- 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 apologies. Um, I completely. Yeah, in my mind, I'm still thinking about the hadith of Fatima. <laughs> uh, the hadith of Fatima, and we should be thinking about the hadith where, where the Prophet ﷺ here said it. Yeah. So let me just say it again for the camera, so that we don't make that mistake. Yeah, anyway, my head is now spinning. Um, the the hadith of that indeed the dam of hate is aswad yu'raf yes which we could, which we will we'll call the hadith of tamiz yeah we'll call it the hadith of tamiz okay that the blood is dark and is well known this is a hadith as i've just shown is very potentially to be weak okay this one i, I got my head mixed up this is the hadith which is not very strong so if this hadith is not very strong it weakens the case for distinguishing and it strengthens the case for going back to the ada yani to the thingy okay and so therefore sheikh uthameen he says we should go back to the ada we should go back to the ada my in my opinion we go back to the ada because the hadith which is used as the evidence for tamiz it has been differed over with respect to the uh, authenticity but he knows that's not good enough so he carries on so he says and also it is easy and more accurate for the woman because this blood which is dark or smells bad or thick sometimes it gets mixed up and sometimes it gets changes and sometimes it moves from the beginning of the month to the after of the month to the beginning and whatever and and sometimes it can be one day dark and one day red and so on and so forth and that is the position of Sheikh Uthameen alayhi rahmatullah that is the class position as well but it's not my personal position okay my personal position is that the position of Shafi'i alright my personal position is the position of Shafi'i and I've been thinking about this and I need to do some more study on this for my own self. You know, I, I, I don't know whether I explained and completed this point yesterday. That there's a big difference between... You know, take a step back and think about this. Yeah? There's a massive difference between following a fiqh text and sticking within the confines of a fiqh text. That's something which people at nursery age do, primary school, beginning practicing Muslims. All right? Then you have the next stage, which is to go up at the text to a more comprehensive one or to the commentary of one of the basic ones, like Shaq Mumte. And this is for the, like, the kind of beginning practicing Muslim and the person who's moving on a bit. And for this person here, they restrict themselves to the commentary. Okay? And that probably covers the 99% of the majority of people. Then you have the next level, which are the students of knowledge who generally study a bit further, a few other books and so on and so forth. And they generally kind of flit around with this and so on and so forth. Okay. Then you have the next level, right? Which is that the research level. Okay. Like an advanced student of knowledge. And I would probably put myself in that category. And that means that um, if you put in the time, you will find a lot of, you know, information that will change your mind. Yes? Then you've got the last category, which is the senior scholars, which is like the scholars that, um, 
don't need to they are the ones actually who make the actual statement yeah and that's the one that you're looking for so for example if i'm to adopt a uh, position yes outside of the norm outside of the madhab outside of the commentary outside of one of the modern day scholars then what I'm looking for to establish my position is the statement of another scholar to support me. Like Shaykh Muhammad Waqtara Shankiti, for example, and he would be the next level up. He'd be the scholar. And I would say, if you see what Shaykh Muhammad Waqtara said, he is the evidence giving, if you like. Okay? So, the reason I gave you this kind of categorization is for, for purpose. The purpose of explaining that is to say that scholars always change their minds. And you should always be ready to change your mind. That's the main thing I want to say. That whatever you study here in this class, whatever, and then you see me then release a paper three weeks later and it's different to what you said in class, then that's part of your own evolution. It's also part of my own evolution. That's one option. The second option is, is that I don't want to expose you to that opinion. I want you to stick to the majority. I want you to stick to you know what's being said here because that's what makes most sense for you now. And I will go along and make it look like, yeah, that's my opinion as well. But actually, at the personal level, I hold something a bit different. But because it's not an issue of aqidah, because it's not something dangerous, because the position which is established in the book is a common sense one, a majority one, a well-held one, then we leave you with that position. And then if I'm then deciding to go public with my personal position, that's why I don't publicize my personal positions, I should only go public with a personal position with a big sen- sense of research behind it. And that's why if you see me ever write something on something big, you will see a lot of study behind it. Does that make sense? Yeah? And uh, that's going to go up in the next one hour. Uh, some of you have read the article already, where I will go into a position which is against uh, the, 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 the text and so on and so forth. And it's a detailed study that I did to do that. So I want you to always understand that that's how your teachers are changing all the time. I gave you the example yesterday of Sheikh Usaymin. I mean, this is the Sheikh of the Mashayikh, yani, okay? And he changed his opinion at the end of his yani, study on the matter. And that was based on not his own study, actually someone else's study. And I want you to know that I... Uh, and So not only this, not only this, what I've just said to you, I also want to say to you that I think that this will become very common. It is very common now, but it will become even more common because what the internet has done has made people aware of so much more extra information. Okay? I don't mean so many more opinions. No. Because the earlier scholars were closer to the yani, options of who holds what, whatever. No. I mean that each now person is doing their own detailed study. And you are now being made aware of everyone's detailed study. Does that make sense? The internet has made that now come in. You can find out some incredible detailed studies into very small matters and each one is bringing it from different angles so you are exposed to a lot so if there ever was going to be changes of opinion it's really going to start happening in our current times and it does happen certainly does happen and every scholar yani should feel comfortable with changing his opinion if you don't feel comfortable changing your opinion then there's something wrong there Aslan actually yeah um, so I'm not comfortable with this position okay um, but I want you to understand how common sense it is to follow it. Okay, it was very important for him to add that last paragraph. Do you agree? Because this hadith, okay, even if it is weak, first of all, a number of scholars consider it to be authentic. Okay, and even if it is weak, 
common sense tells you that if you can see what is in front of you is hayat, then what do we care about ada? What do we care about the ada if it's definitely hayat? Okay? What do we care? Then the people will say, what about the hadith? The hadith, the Prophet ﷺ knew that, you know, there could be distinction going on. Yeah? The Prophet ﷺ knew, right? He could have said, you know, we'll just follow the blood. But he didn't. It is a very strong point that they're making. He did say to her, just stay how long you normally stay. I could argue there's some ta'wil. I could make a reinterpretation of that hadith. How could I reinterpret it? Yeah. The fact that he didn't say it. No, I don't think that's possible. I think that what Sheikh Uthameen said in the explanation of that, I think that's actually valid what he says. That once the possibility is there and he didn't say it, then it's not an option for him to use. I think that's a valid idea. But that's something more obvious. Um, because the concept of being able to distinguish is well known and that's the basis. Um, and you could read into the hadith that it was not possible because that's the first go-to thing anyway. Excellent. I, I, I 100% agree. That it is understood with the Prophet and everyone else that a woman would not be asking the question if she didn't know the original principle of knowing how to distinguish between the blood. And so therefore, when she asked that question and the Prophet says, go back to what your normally hayyad is, then it's, it could be read that, well, you know what black blood looks like. You know what dark blood looks like. So just do what the dark blood does. Yeah? And this is a bit of a jump. It's a bit of a jump. It's not a big assumption. It is, it is. That's why I said it's not the obvious reading of the hadith. Okay? The reading of the hadith is clear. It says, Umkuthi yani qadrama hasbuki haydatiki. Yani go and sit the length of time that your haid keeps you. So that. What means what? Either the normal days that you have hayat or it means what I'm saying is it means the days that you know you're doing hayat. Both are potential meanings by the way. It's not a very <coughs> far one. And you know Shafi'i he's a don here. As long as I've got any someone there. And a riwayah of Imam Ahmed as well. Come on Yara. I'm not on my own, Yanni, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so, so, for the class position, we'll stick to the position of Sheikh Uthaymeen, okay? And that is, because that last paragraph that he says, well, that makes a lot of sense for women. Well, sisters, what do, you, what do you think? Why don't we let you guys make a statement on this? What do you think? I repeat what he says. He goes, because it is easier and more accurate for the woman. Because sometimes this blood is red, and sometimes it's black, sometimes get mixed up, sometimes it doesn't come at the same time, sometimes one day is red, one day is black, one day is red, one day is black, sometimes it mixed together. Yani, if you are, it's like, you know actually what it's like for those Fiqh Salah students, okay? Who hasn't done Fiqh Salah in this room? Okay, so uh, in Fiqh Salah, you guys will know that uh, when I cover the issue of uh, traveling, yes, we cover the issue of traveling, and you know that all the madahib, they set this 48 mile kind of limit. They say once you've done 48 miles, you become the traveler. Even though actually there's no evidence for it. And the correct position is that you're a traveler once you feel you're traveling. Once you've like, you know, moved out of your kind of city limits and so on and so forth. Yet what do we teach? We teach the 48 miles, 50 miles. Why? Because you know what? Once you start leaving the people to think, am I traveling or not? Am I traveling or not? Am I got my bags packed or not? Have I gone past city or not? Am I on the motorway or not? Am I at the airport or not? People start stressing out, right? 
So it's just easy for people to say, yeah, khalas, 48 miles. If I just do 48 miles, then I'm done. Then I, you know, it, simp- it simplifies the matter. And that's what madhahib are meant to do. They're meant to simplify things for people, right? So that's why we tell our students, tell our people, stick to the 48 miles, 50 miles, whatever, uh, 80 kilometers, 79 kilometers to be accurate. That is what you should stick to. Once yani, the journey is of that length, then you can just think. And people are happy with that. People, I mean, I'm not, I mean, big scholars are happy with that. They just don't want to be stressing about the issue. Whereas even as we're saying, the correct position is actually, if it's a safar, it's a safar. You've got to work it out. So the exact same here. We've got tamiz versus your ada. Okay? The main thing is that the students in this room and online who are studying this do not say, oh my God, I can see is hail. And you're telling me now to pray. Because that's what we're telling you, right? We're saying that if your ada is 10 days and on 11th day you see menstrual blood, okay? We're saying... Shaykh Uthameen saying, the Madhab is saying, ignore the 11th day. You have your shower, do your ghusl, and start praying. Because it's the hada, Because it's gone beyond your norm. Norm. That's a big statement. You see the blood that you've been bleeding last 10 days, and ignore it. Okay? For me, it's too big a statement, like I said. Yeah? I see that, I'm like, well, come on, it's the same as last 10 days. Got to continue. Alright? Whereas we're saying now, that no, you know what? Because that's an ideal, perfect situation. And how often does the ideal perfect situation come? come? It's going to be messed up, going to be this, that, whatever. And so therefore, if we say to these, you know, we say to these girls, look, just remember in your head. Just keep your ada in your head. Just always keep your 10, 10 days and ignore everything else. Then it's like, keep my 48 miles in the head. If I do 48 miles, and that's it. It's simple, it's easy, and it's something which you've got. It's a benchmark, it's accurate, whatever. And you never have to worry about that stress. It's a good common sense position. It fits with the direct meaning of the hadith. And the main thing that the women should know is they should not feel guilty at all following it, even though they see the menstrual blood. Does that, 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 that explain the matter, yes? Jiva and then Idris. Yeah, my comment on it would just be that's the, where I think anecdotally speaking, that's where the problem is. The women, I don't know if it's the lack of knowledge of knowing you know what menstrual blood looks like or if it's just that extra effort to um make you know make the effort of distinguishing so it's just kind of okay if it's beyond my 10 days then i'm gonna you know yeah the easy option the 48 mile yep. option so i don't know what it is but anecdotally speaking i think there's a bit of both confusion there. there's some people that just don't know the difference between the blood as yes. they don't know the category right right so let's that. assume that they did then, let's assume that women did what, what then, what would your comment be then? What would you think? Then I think the better position, and if you can distinguish, and you can then go with... Do you think that represents the majority of women though? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where all the questions come from. Yeah. Because they're looking at the... No, 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 no. So, so, uh, uh, so like I said, we uh, are using the base position of assuming that the women that we're speaking to know how to distinguish the, the, the two bloods. Mm-hmm. Okay. They know how to distinguish in theory, not in practice, in theory. In practice, as we said, it's not so easy, not so perfect, it's mixed up, whatever, whatnot. So the question applies. Do you think they'd be happier with just sticking to a figure or each time giving it a shot? Yeah. Yeah. So let's say, uh, hands up, those who would try to, try to work it out themselves. Put your hands up. And say those that are just happier because it's just yeah, too much hassle. Just stick to a number. So it seems a minority. Interesting. What's the minority? The uh, uh, Ada. 
minority. Yeah, Ada is, 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 is the minority, and women will try to go for it. Yeah, but if, if, you, if you are saying that it's easily distinguishable now, is that because our experience has only been of one kind? So we have yeah, that's obviously the, yeah. So if somebody has gone through not being able to tell the difference, then they would obviously choose the, te- the true, the true, figure. true. So even when we're testing, We've got that. Yes, yes, I agree. That's a, that's obviously you know, and that's why I that's why I that's why I put it into the traveling kind of thing because I genuinely believe that it's very perfect kind of scenario where people think that it's always you know very red and very you know dark and you know whatever. The reality is always somewhere in the middle. Yes, it's never you know black and white. It's always a shade of grey, isn't it? Yeah. So. Uh, oh, red, yeah? That's poor. That's poor. But it's of the best contribution to the weekend. And we'll take it, bro. We'll take it. We'll, any joke, Annie, we'll take. Any joke. Okay? Not as good as Shazza's, to be honest. We can say it's a shade of what colour your face is at the moment, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> they can see your ears, bro. <laughs> no, we can always. Uh, oh, it's good. It's good. Hazi, you know, I was just thinking about this. Isn't it not the case that these parameters, like this one, for example, that we're looking at, and the other one you mentioned about the salah and the traveling, that the madahib and the scholars do this so as not to give the individual too much discretion, like so we don't have the problem. Yeah, but why? Now, but why? To prevent them from abusing it. No. No. Well, well, how would you abuse it when demonstrating? Maybe not for, but if, if for traveling, certainly. Traveling, yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I agree with traveling, but um, <coughs> you're, you're absolutely right in some specific cases. But what I want to say is that you can't apply it across the board. Absolutely no way. And then, so that's first, you can't apply it across the board. Secondly, to apply it to traveling as well, which is where it's most likely to be abused, we would, uh, we would argue that there has to be a basic trust of the people. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a valid point, yeah. Just a comment about this, uh, you know how we're reading this hadith which we said is weak, going back to Thanis. Um It seems just, I don't think it's a massive jump in terms of interpretation or reading in, because it seems like the Hanbali Madhab, they're approaching it through the lens of either they're setting their boundaries from day one. Yes. And they, so if, you go, if we go back to year one, for, for um, removing, the, the A-law of removing... Um, of, of removing najis is just the removal, whereas Hanbali Madhab say you have to use water. So yes. that hadith of the, the Bedouin, they, they, I remember we studied that the removal of the urine, he threw water, and they use that as an evidence to say water is what you use to remove um, urine because they're looking at it that only water c- can be used. That's the angle that, or the lens that they're looking through, the, the, the evidence through. But we said that just because you use water, that doesn't mean other things can't yeah, be used. What, what, yeah. what, what you're almost suggesting is that the kind of dichotomy of Ahlul Hadith versus Ahlul Rai, the more kind of strict, more kind of uh, less kind of playing around with the actual meaning of the Hadith and taking it upon its word, using and focusing the actual... Um, if a statement is used in a very specific way, then why reinterpret it in another way? If the water is being used in to remove it, then yeah. there's a there's a reason why the water is being used in, in that kind of sense. Can't, yeah, I mean, that, I wasn't thinking of that, but now you've said that, it may, it, you know, that that could be looked at. It. I'm just saying that the what your base principle is <coughs> is affecting how you look at that that hadith through yeah. the lens at which you look at. Hadith yeah, no, through. I think I think that's also a good observation. I think that's a nice a nice uh, point. 
I think that's a good observation. And this is reflects the humbly principle, the usul, that they like to stick to a principle early. And if we've seen, yani, at the beginning of this chapter, that they're all about setting that ada. It's all about trying to find it. Did you like, you know, like what what Idris is basically trying to say is that just in this chapter, when you look at how they deal with the mubtada'ah, they took the 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 the, the discretion of her right of being able to make distinguishing, to make distinguishing, yani, okay. They took it away from her. Yeah, didn't they? They said to her, like, you know, uh, you're bleeding and whatever, but 24 hours we're going to, you know. And they basically said to her that, you know, you will you will pray and all this kind of behavior. And so it because it's all about the habit, it's all about getting that uh, normality. that normality, that regular ada, that figure. Everything's about getting that figure. And then once the figure's done, then they start. So again, what he's saying is that just to maintain a uniformity, Every evidence is going to be interpreted with that ada in mind. I think it's a very good and accurate observation. Well done, yeah. Quick one. So if you uh, go by ada, and let's say uh, normal cycle is 10 days, at 10 days you do ghusl, but you carry on bleeding for another two days. What type bleeding? It looks like menstrual blood. Yes. But you've gone by ada. Yes. So after two days, then you stop bleeding on the 12th day. Yeah. Again? Uh-huh. That's a question, yeah? yeah? Okay, so that's going to be answered in the text in, a, in, a, in, a, in an next session after lunch, whatever. Um, just so that you know, and it's very, very clear, once that 10 days is up, because that was your regular period, and you are still bleeding, you do full ghusl and you fully pray. But now you enter into a new stage called the istihada stage, and you are now mustahada. And the mustahada now treats her bleeding differently than what she was when she was menstrually, you know, bleeding. So in terms of cleanliness, it's exactly the same. She's got to keep herself clean and not get anywhere else dirty. And the blood itself of istihad is a massive area of discussion of fiqh. Well, that's wrong, actually. Um, the majority of the scholars consider it to be najis. And for me, I can't get over that. And I'm in a big minority there, and I'm desperately trying to find some help, Yanni. But you know, I've been searching for ages. That's my next. That's one of my next big, uh, big papers, Yanni. The nature of the blood of istihada. I'm convinced it's pure. Okay, I'm convinced it's pure. But the majority of the scholars are not interested. So, so yeah, at the moment, it's with the Najis kind of uh, uh, crew. So the blood is like in terms of cleanliness, menstrual tampons, that whatever that remain that remains. The big difference is you got to make istinja and wudu for every single prayer. Everything's back on again. Fasting's back on again. Salah's back on again. But let the blood now continue you know, flow, and that's what's going to come afterwards. Okay. So it is very important. But in answer to your question, uh, Zafar, there is no. Uh, obligatory f- further bath, but it's recommended. But it is recommended. Some scholars did say obligatory as well, but we'll, we'll come to that. Um, yeah, let's take you know a few online because Dhuhr is in uh, 10 minutes exactly. Uh, what time are we going to do lunch? Yes? Uh, sorry? Lunch, what time are we going to do it? Uh, yeah, till um, 3 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Thinking in terms of istihada and how to determine, we may think we know, but we know that the bleeding can be signs of serious illness. So what should women not really look at the habit and observe, and then seek medical advice to rule out anything that is... See, this is also very good. See, this is also a very good question. SubhanAllah, you know, she's come from a completely different angle, and she makes a really good point. You know, when you... uh, And that's why... That's why a teacher 
has got to be, as I said, socially responsible, academically honest, okay? You follow a position or not, always teach Yanni what, what seems to be what other people are following. So like, you know, if I teach Yanni the 48, 50 mile one, I really want the people to follow it because I just know that people really don't have confidence in their dean, all right? Study of not dean is like at an all-time low. You know, everyone's getting excited, looking at full classes. This is where a tiny minority of people, the majority of Muslims are not really interested and they get very tired and they don't like to, you know, they, they want lots of jokes, lots of fun, whatever. They don't, they don't, you know. I want you to know, I want you to know, that as much as I love joking, and I really, really do, I could easily teach this entire course without looking up from this book. What I would prefer to do is just to read this book and translate and you know what? I would never get tired because the teacher doesn't. Because I've got adrenaline pumping all the way through. I'm reading. I'm active. Uh, you know, I will have never any have any problem. I've been on your side. I know how dead that murderer that is. That's that's death, Yanni. I'm telling you, is difficult. So if I I can I can relate to how difficult it is as a student. So people are not studying well. People are not really pushing themselves. The you know quality is poor, and so therefore that's why you keep pushing the easy option forward. But at the personal level. What do I actually want? I don't want people just to follow 48 miles. I want people to really get involved in their dean. I want people to argue with me and say, man, no, man, I'm a 48 miles. I put my whole flask, I put my whole flask of tea in the in the in, in the boot, Yanni. What's that Yanni telling you? I ain't coming back for ages. Yeah, you know, you know, I want people to, you know, really get intellectually involved because that's how we have Ibda. That's how we create innovation, the positive sense, I mean, yeah. Okay? We create re revival. We create any new people who engage at the intellectual level, feel confident, whatever. That's what we want to create. Okay? Now, and that's, that, that should always be the mark of a good fact teacher. He's not interested. He doesn't care at all. You cannot imagine how, how careless I could that you follow my opinion. All right, I don't care at all. I want you to follow something that you feel invested in, emotionally, intellectually. You felt it. You heard the one, heard the two. I like that, but not because you're following your desires, but because it makes sense. It fits. It makes a light bulb moment, and you keep moving on. And that's what every good teacher should be trying to inspire in his students. Now, the problem is, of course, as I said, that the majority are not interested in that. Yeah, they just want to get the job done in class. Now. Um, in this example now of what we just talked about in the menses one, if we push this adder too much, genuinely it could harm your health. Because you become so ignorant of the reality of your blood, and you become so unaware of yourself, that as the sister said, you don't even care about the distinguishing of the blood anymore. You just keep it as an idea that, listen, well, 10 days and I say, I don't care, you know what happens, yeah, it happens. Yeah? Not looking at it, I don't care about it. It's past 10 days, what do I care? And you're missing signs of infection, you're missing signs of you know, PID, pelvic inflammatory disease, which is serious. You're missing signs of, I don't know, endometriosis. You might, and all kinds of nonsense, Yanni. Gynecological problems, unbelievable. Sexual health, major issues. STIs, Yanni, you know, ST, uh, yeah, yeah, STIs, STDs, okay. Um, you know, it's 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 massive, and people, you know. So I'm so what I'm saying is that there's an added factor of not just being intellectually and emotionally involved and getting involved, and, and this is an act of ibadah as well to know, okay, act of ibadah, but also you're gonna help someone, you know, yourself maybe or some other people, and make sure that they, you know, uh, and you know, I tell you something really interesting which I found that whenever I when I taught istihada or gave advice on istihada, or answer a question to a sister on istihada, what I found very interesting is just how focused the sister was on the Islamic answer, and not even thinking at all about her health.
Because istihada is not normal. Some women get it normally, but they should still get it checked out. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yani you get abnormal bleeding, and all the questions are always focused on do I pray, what do I do, do I make wudu, whatever, which is great, because it shows ihtimam for the sharia. But I know for a fact that some of them, they don't even think about anything else. They say, oh, I've got the answer from the sheikh, and that's the only thing that matters, because it's, it's something from Allah, and the answer's from Allah, and job done. What they forget is that it's actually a medical condition that isn't as normal as it should be, and isn't as safe as it could be, and there are potential risks for other things else. So I just want to, you know, you know, Jazallah Khaira, she made a good point there, that actually, I don't think it's an evidence to use Tamiz, but it's certainly an evidence that we need to take it seriously and study our blood, and know it's different types, and be aware of it. And it's obligatory knowledge, and it's something which is rewarded, and it could save your, your you know, it could be uh, uh, beneficial to your health. Uh, I think someone responds to the summary of your, your position versus the Hanbali. The Hanbali the, the, the madhab position is that when uh, a, a woman is, uh, uh, has a regular period of six days or ten days and she's like that every month and it's all regular clockwork and then suddenly one month she bleeds yani, continuously for ten days or for twelve days more than the norm. The Hanbali say... That as soon as you start bleeding that extra, just ignore it. Make your bath as normal and carry on as per normal because your period is only six days. All right. So the rest of it is irregular bleeding. And, and we'll come to what happens when you have irregular bleeding later. That's what the humbly say. Where, and that's what Sheikh Uthameen says. And that's the class position. I don't want any more discussion on it. My personal position is that the position of Imam Shafi'i, and I don't really think it should be followed. All right. I'm telling you for academic yani, uh, purposes. That is that you don't go back to your own ada and that your own regular period, but rather you look at the blood and if it is dark, okay, then you follow it. I just want to say something because I don't ever want to speak about Sheikh Uthaymin. I want to say something that I was speaking to Yasser about last night, Yasser Qadi. Okay, this is something well known, but it's very disrespectful. You, this is you know. Scholar talk is different from Yanni talk here. You don't want to bring that conversation. But I will say it because you are not normal students. Okay? <coughs> um, Sheikh Uthaymin, this is not his specialist area. And I don't mean that from a, you know, uh, from a feminist point of view. Feminists believe that no man scholar should ever teach anything, whatever. Okay? I'm saying that um, uh, there are scholars that get it and are really spot on. And there are others that, you know... Maybe it's not their best thing, okay? And that's well known. And I also mentioned to you yesterday that this was work was done early in his career, early. So you know, as you, as I said, this is science, and science develops, and then ilm is something which develops the mind. Yani, you know, so there's two reasons why you change your opinion. The science is changing, knowledge is becoming clear, and the opinion is changing because the evidences are changing. Like the girl who gave her the book, him the book, and so. You know, it's very important to know that there's more to Sheikh Uthameen than outside this book. And it's even more important to know that there is more to the issue outside of Sheikh Uthameen. Right? And so, as Yasser said, you know, I, I told him, he goes, what's your opinion? He asked me, give me a summary of, 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 of you know, what, what, you've, what you taught and tell me what I can tell people. Uh, do you think Sheikh Uthameen is the person to go to? I said, no. He said, that's what I always thought. And uh, is there a modern, is there a text which combines the classical and the modern in the way that you're satisfied with as a healthcare professional, as a medical <coughs> professional yourself? I said no. And that's why when I was teaching this, I'm teaching it from different sources here and there, whatever, whatnot. So I want you to understand that 
uh, you're going to see Sheikh Uthaymin contradict himself entirely in, a, uh, in the next session. He said, go with the Adab because we don't want to put it upon the sister. Sah? But he's now going to come back in a minute and he's going to rubbish the whole Mubtada'a <coughs> opinion. You know the Mubtada'a who's doing the bath two times? And he, and he, Tamiz, and he said, he said, you know, and he, he's going to say, what, what nonsense is this? If it's Hayd, it's Hayd. If it's Hayd, then it's Hayd. Well, how dare you pray when it's Hayd? You are distinguishing. So it's not an obvious contradiction, but it's yani, he's supporting it, uh, distinction very strongly there. Actually, someone could argue that it's completely different because this is being used for setting the period or not. But I just want to say that there is a difference. We have to close, sorry guys, because it's uh, Salah right now. Okay? Salah right now. We come back at 3 o'clock. So everyone online, we return in 1 hour and 25 minutes. Okay? Online, 1 hour and 25 minutes at 3 o'clock. Inshallah. Jazakumullah khair. Thank you. As-salamu alaykum.